You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Me first. Welcome everybody to the 9to5 Entertainment System where Scott has the flu, but John's feeling better. John? Planet Earth is fucked! Pokemon Go is available in Canada. Simeon Mobile Disco's got a new release. BoJack Horseman Season 3 is coming out real soon. Cuckoo is on Netflix and Stranger Things. Sophie. We talk about a bad Fantasia movie. Uh, D&D Milestone over at John's. Uh, Some Ravenloft musings. And Optimus Prime is the coolest. And we segue into Bridge of Birds, a fantastic little whimsical book. And then some more D&D talk. But what we didn't do is put that movie on the list. This and more on the 95 Entertainment System. John. Yeah. John. What? John. Yeah. What? John. Yeah. I have uh-huh. the most important thing. Okay, hold on. I'm going to say something first. Yep. I <laughs> wanted to come and talk about stuff. <laughs> and then I realized since the last time I've come to podcast, there yep. have been multiple terrorist attacks. Right. Hillary Clinton is not getting prosecuted by the Department of Justice. Correct. The world is going to shit. Yep. Literally. Turkey just went. Tur- Turkey crazy. fucking had like some kind of like fake fucking coup. Fake, but like real. But, like, also fake? Isn't, like, Erdogan, who, who, like, was the despot before, is, like, now sort of the despot? And, like, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know what I the don't really going. understand it. All I know is The world John, went to shit since the last John time I podcasted. John Kerry was, like, you're on the road to getting your fucking NATO membership revoked. Right. And he's the Secretary of State. Yeah. So, <laughs> when people are fucking talking about pulling out NATO... Anyway, my news... Well, hold on a second. I just, I just wanted timely. to say... No, it, what's more timely than okay. something important happened oh, yesterday? Right. What important happened yesterday? Pokemon Go launched in Canada. I've got a great big smile on my face because <laughs> something wonderful happened, and it was Pokemon Go launching in Canada. To Did offset. you catch a Pikachu? I have not caught a Pikachu, but I've caught so much, man. You don't get your shit know. together. So uh, I don't know. Do you really want to talk about super serious things, or can we talk about Pokemon? Fuck no. I I, I wanted to say like <laughs> I was putting my head in the sand. I don't I don't like I wanted to talk uh, like I, I I was gonna bring material, and then I was like, oh my god, the whole world is shit. Yeah. And then I like hid. And so got, now I don't have any material to sad. talk about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sophie, have you played Pokemon Go? I caught an Eevee on the bus. I have four of them. Mm. <laughs> I got really um, a little bit bored on set uh, this weekend because it was very light on touch-ups, okay. the work I was doing. And uh, yeah, so I, this one of the, the PAs showed me how to hack it because I downloaded it on Saturday, Friday? That's Friday. so crazy because it came out for real yesterday. I know, I hacked it. But now I have the d- legit Canadian version. Hooray. So if you've been living under a rock uh-huh. and you don't know what Pokemon Go is... Uh, Pokemon Go, I think, launched in the States, I want to say, two weeks ago. Maybe only a week and a half ago. It's like a week and a half ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying it's to remember long. just because, yeah, because Sam and Guillaume came over here for UFC 200, and mm-hmm. it had just come out in the States, and they had they were playing the uh, the hacked version. And I think that was only last Saturday. Yep. Anyway, so then it launched to uh, launched in, I think, the rest of Europe, because it wasn't in all of Europe yet. It was only in, like, Australia and the United States. So it launched throughout Europe and in Canada yesterday. The servers promptly completely crashed. Yeah, because everybody loves them some Pokemon. So many people downloaded it. Um, and what Pokemon Go is, is I guess it's a, uh, a geocaching game, a lot like Ingress, if you played Ingress, mm-hmm. where it goes through uh, Google and tags automatically all the points of interest and stuff. So it could be like little innocuous things like a cool piece of graffiti, and that becomes a Pokestop. And okay. a Pokestop, if you are nearby, you can like swipe on it and you can get some items like Pokeballs and potions and stuff like that. And then at, I guess, very important locations, it spawns, it randomly generates Pokemon gyms. Mm-hmm. And at a Pokemon gym, uh, if, there, if the gym is, say, empty, you can become a gym leader. Uh, people of your color, because there's three global teams, which are red. I have a question about that after. Okay. <laughs> red, blue, and yellow, which is uh, Mystic is blue, red is Valor, yellow is Instinct, and they are also in accordance with the three legendary bird Pokemon, 
who I don't remember the names of, but I used to. Okay. A little bit about me, guys. Yeah. I played the original Pokemon, like the first one, Red and Blue, yeah. and got all 151 possible Pokemon. Ooh. Like, I played that shit to death. That's a lot of Pokemon. So a lot of this, like, one of the things that's delighting me about this game is, like, I actually, like, buried deep, because this happened in grade nine. Yeah. But buried deep, I have all of the fucking Poke knowledge, like... I was just, like, slightly too old to get yeah. into that Pokemon game. Like, I it came out, and old. I was like, eh... This yeah. is not that fun. I, I prefer Final Fantasy Legend. Yeah, exactly. But the reason, the reason I got super into it was because it was just an RPG on the Game Boy. And I had already yeah. beaten the Final Fantasy Legend 1 and 2. I had already beaten, I think there was, was there a Mystic Quest? Mystic Quest, yeah. There was a Mystic uh, Quest on yeah. it. There was, a lot, there was a lot of good RPGs for the Yeah, but they, all, the but they had Boy. all come yeah. out kind of in the like early-ish 90s, early mid. Yep. And this yep. came out in the late 90s. Like I had already played to death all the RPGs and Pokemon was just like an RPG on the Game Boy and I was like fuck it and we were all like it was grade yep. 9 grade 10 so we a bunch of a bunch of us got it and did all the trading and stuff and we're like meh whatever like it's fun as a game and that was like I think I had most of the Pokemon like before the cartoon started because hmm. the game came out before the cartoon and the cartoon showed it showed up and I was like awesome an anime based on the game I'm playing oh it's fucking the worst anime ever isn't it though and yeah. then I stopped caring about Pokemon right after I aced the game so anyway so this Pokemon Go game uh, so that's like I guess like the core mechanics, and you sort of wander around the world, mm-hmm. getting Pokemon. Except it's the real world, and you pick up real Pokemons in the real world. Correct. Well, they're not yes. real. Well, they're they're digital, John. They're cartoon. Digital things are real too. <laughs> they're cartoon Pokemons overlaid to the real world. Right. Anyway, so yeah, it's fucking delightful. It's like tell me something. The best. Because of, you know, real life and I'm a grown up and I don't care about Pokemon, I through the tutorial, the introductory thing, right. uh logged out cuz I had to go work. Yeah. And then um I can't finish the tutorial and I'm unable to choose a team. You can't choose a team until level 5. Are you sure? 100% sure. Okay. I'm 100% sure you cannot choose a team. And then Hold on, what does being a grown up have to do with any of that? Because she didn't go through the tutorial. She no, because she being a grown-up, responsibilities will interrupt your game time. Okay. Not that <laughs> grown-ups don't enjoy games, John. <laughs> Let's be serious. <laughs> Let's be real. You try to play Pokemon as much as you can while at work. <laughs> so I'm going to walk around for a little bit, see if something's over there. Apparently, and okay, so if you, a few things that I, I the first, my first experience with Pokemon Go was amazing because we were at, we were in two mountains. Which is a de Montagne, which mm-hmm. is a suburban area north of Montreal, uh, hanging out West. with Alex and Andrew. Huh? West? No, mm-hmm. north. North. De Montagne. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, so uh, we all got it, like, basically as it came out, because it was like someone, we were hanging out with Alex, Andrew, Mark, and Emily, mm-hmm. and someone found out that it was going out, then the servers were down, so we were just chilling in the pool, and then we're like, oh, servers are up. We all downloaded for our phones, and then we're like, let's go polka hunting. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just wandering suburbia and so many other people just like wandering out of their house with their phones. That is amazing. For there was a grown ass man and a serious looking <laughs> one walking, kind of looking at his phone strangely, walking up my street. And I looked at him and I'm like, that guy's playing Pokemon. And he saw me looking and he went beat red, like like I caught him with his hand in a cookie jar. He's like, I, are you playing Pokemon? I'm like, I can see you are. He's like, yeah, I, I'm trying it out. And he looked so embarrassed. It was really there's, like, a, there's a lot of people who are like, that that kind of moment is childish delight of which I am so happy we're talking rather than the bombs and they're all the, other bullshit the, going on. It was adorable. You see so many people on the great. bus kind of doing the like the phone pointed at you and like tucked inwards thing. Yeah. Yep. And I was just sort of like the thing formerly reserved for looking at pornography. Right. Or like something not safe for work. But you're Instead, like, no, you're just, they're catching you're just, Pokemon. You're just trying to hide the fact. Sarah and I just don't have like zero shame. Like we were yeah. on the bus this morning, like the bus route, obviously along Sherbrooke, there's all kinds of little points of interest, graffiti things or yeah. whatever. And we're like, shit. And just like, we're like grabbing all the Pokeballs as the bus drives by <laughs> and everything. We're like, God damn it. We're like, there's a thing there. And so I was like, where? And we're just like on the phone, like this morning on the bus. And everyone was just looking at us being like, well, there's some grownups being fucking childish fucking morons. Chi- yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, but wandering the streets of the Montagne with, like, other people just, like, wandering out of the house where, like, that person's playing Pokemon, you can tell, like, because she's walking backwards into someone's lawn. Yep. Um, <laughs> what and the then, hell? like, because she was, I guess, like, trying to, like, catch the thing or whatever. Uh, and then, like, someone dropped a lure in the park, and then, like, multiple cars showed up to the park, and people, like, hopped out to, like, because a lure, you can drop a lure on a Pokestop to, like, draw more Pokemon to the area. And it's right. a thing that goes up for 30 minutes and, like, everybody gets to benefit from oh, it. Oh, the incense thingies? No, incense only works on you. Oh, A I lure is, like, a big, a mega incense that draws for everybody. I see. Exciting. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's delightful. And, I mean, there's, obviously, there's... Uh, Issues? 
there's a lot of server issues, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like fully understandable. There's also, I mean, I guess like you, there's a lot of hilarious social issues that yeah. have uh, come up with this. Example, like what hilarious is and dangerous. Acceptable. Like for instance, well, I mean, for instance, dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Like some girl apparently got hit by a car for like wandering into the fucking thing. I one of my friends in New York is uh, he's uh, teaching martial arts to kids, and all these kids are. And he's writing a safety protocol for when you're playing yeah. Pokemon. The other thing is, there's a lot of people shit. that straight up trespass. Like yeah, all the time, shitty. like because you're just sort of like the, because like there's no like l- the the poker stops and the gyms whatever are, are all very clearly public places. Like right, they're they're places you can legally. Oh yeah, I guess there's the Holocaust Museum thing. Yeah, yeah. but that's it. But do not catch Pokemans in the Holocaust Museum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Auschwitz, like what? Auschwitz is a uh, point of interest because yeah. it is like it is a point and of it's interest. Like they yeah. just ran the algorithm. There is a process like to report things. Yep. Like I guess yep, like yep. that, and I mean I guess that that's gonna. That's going to have to get, like... That's going to sort Smooth itself it out. out. yeah. Because, like... But also, this is, like, the first one that is gigantic. You know, like, other than Ingress, which, like, huge number of people were Ingress into. played a lot of people, but yeah. there was not, like, people... The wide appeal. ...everywhere. Yeah. Like, wa- like, you see... Like, today at my lunch hour, there was so much activity just, like, all over the place and, like, lures dropping and people going around and, like, gyms changing ownerships and, like... Yeah. And you just, like, watch it. Like, especially um, the... Uh, TELUS Sun Life building because I mean there's TELUS which I guess has a bunch of call center workers who yep. are nerds and there's also a game testing floor in there like yep. that's like a hotbed of like Pokemon Always, madness yeah. like you just and I can kind of see it from where my office is uh-huh. I can like <laughs> see it down the road I can't actually like my you can't get there close enough but I can like see the like activity and I'm like oh man I'm getting so many good Pokemon. I'm so close to all that, that <laughs> hotbed all that Pokemon activity mm-hmm. so yeah no it's super uh, super cute super charming and uh, you just sort of walk around with Pokemon I can't wait to see what's going to come after I remember being like 15 and seeing a video game and being like this is amazing but in, in like 5 years they're going to do something better in this same concept yeah like well, this thing is like a like an altered world game Pokemon ARG. already mm-hmm. kind of seems to be the like next level of Ingress yeah like they've, yeah. they've already like, they, like Ingress just has like the points and stuff but by throwing in that extra element of like stuff wandering around and yeah. you're like you can kind of see a little radar of the Pokemon and you can kind of move together and like there's like same things like there's like videos of you like like rare Pokemon sightings and you see people like flocking to like where it is because like if a Pokemon appears in a location everybody knew that location can get it it's not like the first guy who grabs it mm-hmm. and steal it so it's like people just like Bruh, but like it still might only be there for like a minute you know like and then it might scurry away and yeah. like they're talking about uh, like some of the stuff that they that they want to implement uh, or that people have, like, talked to them, like, they're supposed to, like, be slowly rolling out. It's obviously, like, straight PvP, because right now the only way to kind of PvP is gym defense. Yeah. They're also talking about, like, like they kind of do in Ingress, which I guess, like, mega anomalies and stuff, where they're being, like, mm-hmm. where people can, like, set up lures and whatever, or, like, traps to, like, lure, like, say, like, a Mewtwo. Yep. And then, like, everybody's going to need to battle the Mewtwo to, like, because he's, like, a super big badass. And then anyone, if you manage to beat him. So you'd have to, like, do a, a joint community step even to summon him. That's awesome. And then everybody's going to fight him. And yeah. then you still need to fight him. Like, you don't just, like, automatically get Mewtwo. You need to, like, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to, like, fight him down. I like and that. then, like, the whole group could get it. Like, that stuff. That seems super cool to me. Being, Can like, you imagine just being, like, with a bunch of strangers in a park and you're all, like, fighting this Mewtwo together and then you all cheer together because you <laughs> caught him? Like, yeah, exactly. That's so fucking cool. Like, bringing people hi- together. Little high fives. Video games. All over the place. Makes and land party a completely different thing yeah exactly but it means running around in the park with your fucking kids rather than like sitting in a dank basement yeah that's the other cool thing too is that there's like um like eggs and stuff like that like to hatch an egg you can put it in an incubator and then it's like basically becomes like a step counter to Mm -hmm. hatch the egg and it's like to hatch this egg you have to walk 10 kilometers you're like yeah that's neat you're just sort of like gotta do some get out there and get fit yeah exactly and like and and the the egg incubation thing it actually has to be like walking you can't just drive around obviously like you can go with Pokemon catching on the bus, but it's not counting towards your egg incubation. The egg huh. incubation needs to be, like, walking. Like, because it does, like, it, the step. Sounds motion. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and so far, I mean, at least the um, the leveling up mechanic is kind of interesting. And when you're, like, was, I think like, the first thing that I immediately thought about was, like, what kind of a horrendous paywall is there mm-hmm. on a free-to-play game? And one thing yeah. that is super interesting is you can buy more Pokeballs, you can buy more lures to catch more Pokemon... You can buy, uh, like, a lot of shit to help catch Pokemon, but the actual core um, currency of the game is Stardust and, like, Pokemon candy. Keith? Yes? We are all made of stars. Right. And that is only obtainable as... Oh, my God. Are you Moby? (laughs) (laughs) Just for a moment. Just for a moment. Uh, Yeah, and so, but that core 
currency of Stardust and Pokemon candy is only obtainable through capturing Pokemon. So, mm-hmm. like, while the paywall can help you catch Pokemon, it, you can't actually just, like, buy the level-up candy. You right. can't just buy right. the level-up Stardust, which I thought was kind of, like... It's kind of neat because it does obviously give an advantage to pay players, but it doesn't become, like, an insurmountable right, one. Like right, right, right. You wandering around a whole bunch. You still got to do the wandering. Yeah, exactly. You still got to do the wandering, and just, like, wandering around a whole bunch will be the same as paying. And, like... And also, the dropping allure seems to, I think it costs about a dollar. And you get, mm. like, half an hour. And on top of that, you're like, oh, what everybody does when they talk about, like, little go poke hunting together and stuff is, since that lure can be shared by everyone around, you're like, one guy can pay the buck. Yeah. And then, like, ten people everybody can Everybody takes advantage, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So it's, like, hmm. it's kind of neat if you're, like, you know, like we, we saw it at the park where one of the lures expired and someone else was, like... They're like, are you guys going to stick around? Like, do you want me to drop another lure? And everyone was like, yay! yay! And the guy's like, okay. And then, like, yay! drops Yay! All yeah. the kids are cheering. Yeah, exactly. That's adorable! Super cute. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, um, I don't know. I'm going to play that until yeah. I like, go crazy, I guess. Crazy. I'm, like, a level eight. Keep it up, buddy. I got it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have, like, four EVs. Four EVs? Four EVs. That's Whoa. a big deal. Say what? Do you know what EVs are? I don't. Oh, man, then you're missing Are they out. Pokemons? Yeah. Okay. They can evolve into a better one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, Pokemon Go came out. It's in Canada, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that if you're interested, if the, if anything that I've said sounds like it's cool, it's actually that. It's cool. free and on your phone. So yeah, exactly. Go get it's, it. It's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of amazed that it's free. Yep. It's like a pretty. Is it an official Nintendo release? Yeah, I guess no, it has to Nian- be. Yeah. Niantic or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. Which is like Niantic the, something. Yeah, which is like the Nintendo, the Pokemon branch, because they, I forget, a couple games ago they just made their own. Like they're like you are the branch of Nintendo that only, only does, does Pokemon because right. it's like such a fucking monstrous brand, right? Right. So yeah, Pokemans. Cool. Sophie, had did you, did you did you get Pokemon? You got an Eevee. I did. Yeah. He's so he's pretty cute. He's like one of the cutest. Yeah, I don't know what to do with them. I have okay. them. They're in my phone apparently. Mm-hmm. They're inside the phone. I don't beyond collecting them. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that I thought was kind of interesting about their approach to it is that the game really doesn't tell you what's up. Like, cause nope. they wanted to encourage like experimentation and like community building and stuff where you need to like just trial and error. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Easter eggs that I'm like finding out about. Like, you can get Pikachu as a starting Pokemon like by doing kind of like a work, not like a workaround, but it's like. They present you your three starting Pokemon as they always do: your Bulbasaur, yeah. your Charmander, and your. Char- I had to catch a Charmander. Squirtle. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But you still, the three of them are presented, and you pick one, and the other two disappear. I didn't get to choose a Pokemon. Really? Yeah. Weird. I feel like you real skip, really skip that shit. I guess so. <laughs> but anyway, but if you continually like walk away and you like reject the group of three for like I think it's four times, which can take like people are like it takes like 30, 40 minutes. On like the fourth time that the group respawns, it's all three of them and a Pikachu. Hey. Like, oh shit! So you can get the Pikachu starting styles yeah. if you want. Same thing with like evolving an Eevee. Yeah. Uh, you can if you it revolves randomly into one of three like next level Eevees. Mm-hmm. But if you rename it, like in the original show in like a 1998 episode of it, the there were like three legendary Eevee trainers that each had one of the types. Mm-hmm. And if you rename your Eevee one of the legendary trainers, it like increases the odds by like exponentially that it's going to turn into the one that the trainer had from the show. Hmm. So everyone's like, that stuff's in there that they found so far. So they're like, what other fucking like... There's going to be all kinds of other crazy... Like what kind of like yeah. Easter eggs and shit are, uh, are kind of like locked into this? Well, it seems like the devs have their hearts in the right place, you know? Like it's like they really wanted to do something special. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Pokemon! So what else is going on? New Simeon Mobile Disco release came out, I think, literally today. That's but that's a it's like an EP, right? It's like just like yeah, it's like it's like a whole bunch of um, electro. If if you think like Underworld in the second toughest in the infants era, okay, it sounds like that. Okay, yeah, which means that there's just like me and like seven other people who are into. Yeah, no, there's I think there's plenty of people who are yeah. into into Simeon Mobile Disco. Okay, and that era of electronic music, Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like the three of us. Right. Yeah. Anything else? Did you see any movies that are not like Fantasia movies? Did you watch any BoJack? No, it's not out until uh, Friday. There's a new series coming out? BoJack Season 3 is coming out on Friday, which what? is very exciting. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I cannot fucking wait. Did you watch all the way to the end of Season 2? Yeah. Is it not fucking amazing? And I watched the Christmas special. The Christmas special was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like season 2 was dark. Season 2 was fucking so dark. Yeah. And so good. <laughs> I can't believe how much I care about an anthropomorphic horse. Yep. Season three, I, it looks like it might be worse. 
right? Dude. Is that even possible? Taking well, us into the descent of a mad horse. Well, because, okay, if you guys watched the trailers for season three at all? I saw no. one trailer. No, okay. I didn't. So it it seems that, like, I mean, and I, guess, I guess it kind city? of, like, it sets up, I think, like, season two basically sets it up that, like, Secretariat is, like, really good, right? Like, mm-hmm. the film that Bo Jackson working on, I guess, for, like, the first two seasons. Sort of, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, like, aspiring to, like, he's always wanted to be Secretariat, then he gets the role of Secretariat, yeah. and it's, like... I think that's part of the end of season two is that it's good. Yeah. People are like, yeah. holy shit. Like, but he didn't act in it, really. <laughs> yeah, he just was himself. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like now he's like back to being like an A-list star and he's like fucking there's like Oscar buzz around his performance and mm-hmm. everything. So he is now like no longer like a B-lister. He's like has everything that he thinks he wanted. But of course, it's not what he really wants because he's Bojack. You know, so it's like yeah. it's, it's like his like he's like. It's him obtaining the thing that he thinks that he wants the most. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's going to be very hard for me to even think about going to Fantasia while there when, is when Bojack, Bojack Horseman is on Netflix at home. Give me your media pass. <laughs> you, just, you don't really look like John, though, on the thing. I know. You could be a cute Wait a second, boy. Sophie. You're a professional makeup artist. <laughs> You've trained your whole life for this. I don't think I can pull this one <laughs> off, you guys. <laughs> Make yourself look like John. Damn it. Mm. And you can just go like wake up and watch it early. I'm trying to think if I watched other stuff. I watched Cuckoo. 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 The um, Andy Samberg Netflix original show. How's that? What's it called? Cuckoo. Cuckoo, okay. He, um, he is, is, is not Cuckoo? Cuckoo. C-U-C-K-O-O is Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Like when you write Cuckoo Clock. That's how I you say Cuckoo. Yeah, but you could say it either way. You're just playing nuts. Anyway, whatever. Andy Samberg plays this. Um, so this girl goes off on like a year of like traveling around the world in between her school, you know, like she's doing like two different levels of school. And then while she's in Tibet or whatever, she runs into this guy who's played by Andy Samberg, who is like this like mystic Eastern. Oh, I saw a preview for that. Weasley kind of dude, and then he marries her while he's out there. And then when she goes back home, he moves in with the parents and whatever. And so it's like a British sitcom, kind of like the like totally normal British family and then this crazy hippie Andy Samberg character comes in and has to live with them. Is this a series or a film? Yeah, it's a series. It's a series. So what's going to happen with Brooklyn Nine-Nine then? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they're doing both. Maybe he's doing it on the side. Busy boy. Um, In fact, it reminded me a lot of John's family. The dad looks a lot like John's dad. Okay. They're like, yeah. and um, They're British? Is the family British? The family's British, but they're like, the vibe, the vibe is the like vibe. UK. The vibe is the same, yeah. Okay. Like the same, like like um, uh, pragmatic, you know, like brass tacks kind of kind of angle. Anyway, the um, it's like some of it is very very lowbrow, fucking easy laughs. Right, Andy just being an idiot, and then some of it is very very good. Like it's uh, like. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Like s- I wasn't sold when I saw the preview, so I didn't even look at it. Yeah, yeah. give it. A, give it an episode or two. Like, is it the mm. whole Lonely Island crew, or is it just Andy? Samberg? Just Andy. No, no, but I mean, in the writing, right? Because I mean, like, on oh, S- you know what? I don't know. On SNL, they were both on as writers, but only Andy. Yeah, Samberg I didn't. I didn't see what the uh, what the writing credits were. If this was, I kind of feel like this is part of Netflix's thing. I was talking to somebody who told me that Netflix has got a a deep learning computer algorithm that they use to put together producers and actors and say do a show of this type. And okay. that's seriously how they, they have been assembling shows. Is like, this director, this producer, this whatever, like these actors, the computer determines what will be the most profitable together. And then it's like, horror film. Speaking of which, I saw the first episode of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that. How was it? How's Renona? I had to... she looking good? I had to stop it. Okay. About halfway through because I got really scared. Oh, too no. scary for Sophie. I everything is too scary for me. You both know this. Um, oh. So yeah, I'm yeah. But I did pick it up and I finished the episode and I'm still scared. And so what it's very good. Like it is very good. Scott from Nine to Five dot CC said ET meets the X Files, which I kind of thought was the X Files. But is that wrong? I don't get that at all. I. Kay. No, I, 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 I. All I know from this is that it's like a, a sci-fi horror with Renona Ryder. That's all I know. I don't see the Going sci-fi bit of it yet. Okay. I've only seen the first episode. Okay, it was enough to make an impact on me. I think the the way it's filmed is absolutely fantastic. Um, the director of photography is doing a great job. The editing's amazing. The art director is doing 
a fucking outstanding job re- recreating the era, which is like, what, 1983, 84 that it's set in? I think it's supposed to be set in, yeah, like early 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. I'm amazed, and so I want to see the rest of it. What's it about? Like, what, like, what, like, just... It's a, um, Winona Ryder plays a woman with two sons. One is a teenager who's working, and another one is, like, maybe 13, okay. 12. Okay. And he disappears. So the 12-year-old disappears? The young kid disappears. Vanished. Yeah, in a very, very scary way. Okay. What's the way? Well, this, he kind of, like, there's a spoilers here, but, like... Okay, first it's the first episode. He's taking a bike home after playing D&D with his friends in a basement, and he sees some weird shape following him. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, locks him. There's nobody at home, so he tries to use the phone, and, like, whatever shape it is followed him to the house and, like, is blocking out the phone. And then he tries to go into the in, in the yard where there's a shed, and he tries to load a shotgun, and the light goes completely bright, and then the kid is gone. Hmm. But it's done in such an intense, spooky way that I'm like, nope. Lots yeah. of nopes. Sophie was nope. Oh, I can kind of get the, like, your presentation of it. My, my like, horror movie radar would say it's aliens. Like, that's yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. The vibe I got. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can kind of I didn't it. get an alien vibe Hence from the that. the E.T. and Yeah, whatever. exactly. What I can Maybe. Got. But, yeah. like, that, that's really, like, that, that spells out, like, supernatural abduction and stuff. Cause, like, supernatural for sure, but I don't know if it's but that's it, But usually, but yeah. But usually if they throw... Like, I feel that if they would go, like, the other route would be, like, demonic, and then there'd be maybe some, like, Christian imagery. I don't know, but this sounds charming. And they play D&D, which is also like E.T. Yeah, the kids play D&D. Oh, and the kids are out looking for their friend in the woods, and they find this, this little girl who seems to be the result of some sort of governmental or not uh, experiment who, and seems to have some sort of abilities. Huh. So that is what I see as a sci-fi Akira. thing. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely going to give that more episodes to oh, maybe yeah. scare me less. But it's <laughs> it's very good. Definitely recommend. Good on you for giving it a shot, though, Sophie, and then making it through. Well, I also went to see a horror movie at Fantasia. Really? Which one? I went to see um, Rupture. 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 Yeah. Hmm. It was pretty goddamn awful. Really? Uh, well, How I mean, awful was it? <laughs> it? It had a lot of potential. And then, I mean, I really wanted to see it because uh, it was from the same guy who did Secretary. And I like his... Secretary? With James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, that w- the weird the uh, the BSDM secretary. Yes, yes, it was a really well done BDSM. film, uh, and I thought that was interesting. So I was curious to see what he would come up with with a sci-fi horror kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it was very interesting uh, beginning. But as soon as they start to reveal the things or, or or what the beings are that are involved in in doing the terrible stuff, uh, it just they're so ridiculous and and, and terribly rendered that you just they lose all believability. I okay. find, mm-hmm. yeah. That sucks. That's I was I was reading a thing on our horror, uh, the subreddit for horror, and they were saying that the like the trend of like revealing the monster is like the worst thing. It is in the trailers. No, no, not not just in trailers, just in films. Yeah, they were like, you don't like if you d- like they're like if you look at like older movies, like the reveal would often come like. At the last scene. Like right. Yeah, this was near to the last scene. Yeah? But it was poorly... You know who was in this? Michael Chiklis. But he was completely used in a wrong way. Michael Chiklis. Who's Chiklis. Chiklis, yeah. What is he... What was, who, how do we know him? What was that? he in? The Shield? Yeah. The he Shield, and he was the thing in Fantastic Four? Huh. He was also the... Um, he played the closet gay strongman in American Horror Story Freak Show. Big bald guy, blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. And but he yeah. plays the commissioner in Gotham. Okay. Uh, so he's a cool actor. Yeah. And yeah. they could have yeah. used him. He, they could have made him the lead guy of the bad guys, but instead he was just some weird guy. He was, I don't know, it didn't work for him, I that see role. disappointment on your face. Yeah, no, it was. Because, I mean, the lead guy was horrible. He was just, you couldn't take him seriously for two seconds. He looked wow. like some fucking guy in a clown suit, to be honest. Uh, which he wasn't, but that's how he acted. Yeah. But yeah. So Not it, a good it clown suit, like twisty. No. No. <laughs> huh. But I mean, it's entirely possible also that they only had Michael Chiklis for like a little bit. And then they didn't have yeah. like lead actor time with Michael Chiklis. So that's mm. possible. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer when you go see Howdy face. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was going to mention this. Uh-huh. D&D. Because you mentioned D&D. Oh, yeah. John has a D&D milestone that he celebrated I last do. week. 
That's pretty exciting. I don't know what to do about that. I feel like I, I do want to do like a like a like a like reminisce recollect of. It's a big deal when you finish a campaign. I, I, don't, I think I'll, probably the majority of D&D campaigns do not finish. And this was like a seven-year yep. D&D campaign that involved 10, possibly even 12 players over the course of its, the game's longevity. Hang on. And Keep talking. I'll do the math. Um, uh, it was, there, there were like multiple groups that were played simultaneously inside of that campaign setting. I know Sophie, our game is not quite done. That re- the Redwall one? No, qu- clearly not. No, but the other one, the main one, did finish. Like so, like the and and it, it started off as like a stupid old beer and pretzels, kill it, stuff and take its treasure so D and D game. Ten players in yep. that timeline, and then plus I guess the four in Sophie's. The four in Sophie's. So fourteen. So yeah, like a fourteen player, at least yeah. like a fair. And then um, uh, and then I wrapped it all up. There's a gigantic epic showdown with this monster from beyond space and time. It's pretty sweet. What are you going to do with your Wednesdays now? I don't know, man. Thursdays. Okay, whatever. <laughs> we got real serious, though. Like that, that did I, get real I serious. I would say we, we, were, we were talking about that uh, when we finished the game. Yeah. So we, we, we did some rough math, and we figured that it was like... The bare minimum of 100. Bare yeah. minimum 100 sessions into this yeah. campaign. So, like, probably more. Like, I think like, it's more realistically probably... 125 like, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somewhere probably between 125 and 150 is probably yeah. more likely. Yeah. Bare minimum of 100, camp- 100 sessions. And if you think, like, three to four hours a session, so, like, 400 hours of gameplay. Dungeons play, and Dragons! 400 hours of gameplay is, like, pretty hefty when you think of even, like, a, like a, I don't even know video games that y- run, Even like, Final Fantasy VI was, like, up there. Did you guys get emotional? No. But I, I, I'm going to write, a, like, a denouement. That is gonna get emotional. People are gonna get flipped out when they when they Aww. read it. It's gonna be so good. We got oh. we got like yeah exactly. There was like Keith's trying to get me to like print up get it all printed up into like a book and turn it into that. I don't know if it's gonna be like enough pages to merit a whole on book printage. You could post it on the site. I could, but it won't. It also won't be meaningful to people who are not part of the campaign. Who no, but it'll like be whatever. meaningful to people who appreciate D and D. I don't know, man. Yeah. And might inspire inspire other STs. The thing, or DMs. the thing about like reading about other people's campaigns is, is it, it gets upvoted to shit on our D and D. It's so shitty. No, but it doesn't. <laughs> Some of them do. Really? But like you, dude. You clearly don't go on RD. I often. do. I'm like in, in the proper context. Yeah. Certain things can. I'm like I'm not saying like just like this happened like yeah. that, but it's just sort of like if you like. Paint the like if you were to talk about like the growth of a character and like or say like this decision made you happy as a DM and all that stuff. In uh-huh. the right context, some people actually care about watching how people's long campaigns go. Well, anyway. I might I might even like to do like a teardown of the campaign at some point and like whatever like kind of at the end uh, where I was answering questions about like what was this and what was that and like uh-huh. what that you guys did and didn't investigate uh, yeah, over yeah. the course of the campaign. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was pretty exciting. It so feels pretty good, honestly, to have that done. It was like a big. A big part of our lives, I think, for the last seven years. <laughs> Which is Certainly like a lo- kept a, like, a lot of us getting together, even when like, we weren't seeing Danny that often when he was doing his own thing. And yeah. like, we would just every other week, we'd all get together at his place and we'd all be mm-hmm. drinking beers. Remember how many games we played at his, his condo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where sort of, like, it kicked off pretty much. I think we did like, yeah. character gen at like, High Maze and then, uh, and then pretty much played at DDRs for like, the first year or so. Yep, first year or so. Yep. Yeah, it was good times. So uh, as, a, as a DM, was it... Is that? Do you think it's like your greatest DM experience, or was that? How does it compare to? I think like your other. I think the giant feather in your cap would be the Montreal by Night situation, right? Where you hosted a big giant LARP for yeah. not seven years. Not that five, was five. Years. That was five years. That big yeah. game, and but obviously a lot at, more players. At, at its height, that one got up to about a hundred players. Yeah. Uh, and then the the probably the coolest thing was being able to rent out the. Um, uh, what was that? Europa? The Europa. And mm-hmm. then the other thing we did was we rented out um, Sphinx. Yeah. And then we I had games. That. We had games there. That, that, as a GM, that was probably cooler. But this one is more personally satisfying. Yeah, because, I mean, you weren't the only storyteller in that it game. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like my show. It was, it was our show. Yeah. But that was definitely awesome. I have had uh, other D&D campaigns that have lasted not quite this long. Mm-hmm. I had um, a six-year game that was um, the Hiskosa's Hexad. If anybody is a super old school second edition Ravenloft, I'm shaking my head in confusion. Yeah, I know nobody is. The um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was like a series of six adventures that were printed where um, Ravenloft is like a it's like a gothic horror fantasy setting for okay. um, for D and D, where um, the like the gods of multiple universes create this place called Ravenloft, where if somebody is evil enough, they get sent to Ravenloft rather than to hell, and then Ravenloft acts as a prison to keep them like like locked away within the mists. 
and then when they get sent off, like it, it like takes it makes a copy of wherever they are, and then that copy goes and becomes Ravenloft, and all the people get like captured up by the mist. So there's like all these different worlds and different like times and settings that are all like jammed together with walls of mists creating like little little prisons, and then each prison has like one guy, and it's his personal torture zone where he's like trapped inside of there, and he can never be allowed to leave. Right. Anyway, the players in the Hiskosis Hexhead, Hiskosis is this like seer, this Vistani, who's like um like a like a like a gypsy, wandering fortune teller, okay. who like foretells that the players are going to accidentally break the mists and send all of the evils back to the back to their worlds. Yeah. Um, and then the players do it. And then the this these like priests are like, look, you idiots, <laughs> you weren't supposed to do that. The um like sending all this evil back into the world, like this was this is a crime of divine magnitude. Like, right. All, like you need to put it back together. Anyways, wonderful campaign. Right. Six years. That was a big one. Who you? Well, when, when did you run that? And for like high, high, high school. High school. Yeah. I would love to play Ravenloft. I've never had the yeah. chance. Yeah. Is that, like, it sounds kind of hokey. Like I mean, I guess. Well, it, it was D and D's answer to um, Vampire, right? Because D and D, somebody's making a disapproving face. It's gaming. It'll be hokey one way or another. Yeah. It's just uh, no, different. I, 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 different. I, I'm not exactly, but I mean, I guess I feel that way about Forgotten Realms too. I think I think those like settings have just been kind of like ruined for me. Dude, it's like, just different flavors of the same thing. I like know, honestly, like, so you can. Well. You know, like, um, D- D&D was doing its fantasy thing, and then Vampire came out, and it was extremely successful. And somebody was like, hey, we need to do a kind of gothic horror we thing. We need to D&D. make D&D more dark. Right. So that's where that's where Ravenloft came from. Imagine all the evils of the world, and then make them in another world of Super only Super evil. evil. Yeah. Strahd is amazing. The old, like, Strahd is amazing. I love the, story, the whole story of Strahd. And Can you explain you know? to me something? Yeah. Yes. What? How do you hero in Ravenloft? I was like, so if you're there, like, you're just... Sad. No, you no. Like, so like, uh, I, I was saying, I understand. I understand the setting, and I understand like how there could be like conflict and stuff. But you're like, how does like, how are you a group of heroes in Ravenloft, or are you always like anti-heroes? No, you can run around and try and like, like, so so the deal is that when the mists come and they take somebody who is like a super evil person and put them into yeah, Ravenloft yeah, it to be the in the prison, town. it accidentally captures the whole town. So like a, a bunch of people get swept up in it and are like innocent people who are accidentally brought into the prison. So you're in the prison. Right. You're, you, you realize you can never get out because the whole, this whole deal is keeping everybody in there. But you can try and like go from realm to realm and try and like find ways to make people's lives easier because okay. they're all trapped in this place with these shitty, shitty people. So you can kill the domain lords and, or, or beat them up or whatever. And make what happens if you... Yeah, can you? Is there always like an, an, an unending torment? So like if you kill like the domain lord, does his prison disappear? It depends. So sometimes, real into this. sometimes they'll get sent back. Right. Sometimes they'll like a new domain lord will be selected who will like take over ownership and then become the 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 cursed one. Okay. I don't know. It's always different. Because then, if they're the domain lord, then how is it a punishment for them if they're like rulers? Shouldn't they be just like constantly getting tortured? <laughs> well, it's kind of like a twisty. It's like a like a mental torture thing, yeah, as it opposed is. to a like a physical torture thing. Okay. So they but they're they, still in charge. They they are in charge of the domain. They can control who is allowed in or out of the domain. They can control all kinds of other stuff. Right. But they like the whole domain is set up in a particular way to like make them miserable. So like one of the one of the main ones is Aslan the Lich, mm. who um he, all he wants to do is learn new magic, and then the whole domain. Anybody who goes in there forgets. Any any part of their life from before they got into the the domain, and then they they're never able to make new memories. So all these people are like wandering around in that domain, m- like lost and not knowing what they're doing. And Aslan can't re- remember new spells. Right. Like that's his big torturing thing. I remember when he was introduced in that Strahd book, and I was like, "What's what's his deal?" And I never picked up any other books. Yeah, but he was a like, super interesting character. Yeah, and he frustrated Strahd to no end. So Strahd. Aslan, and then there's a third one of the three very powerful domain lords. They all fight with each other in the last adventure in Hiskos' Hexad. Huh. And like the, the, the PCs are like level 12 at that point, or level 15 or something. And those guys are all level 20. And you have to like play them off of each other. And you, like, like they're just so, so much more powerful than the team. You can't just go and fight and beat them up, you know? Like you have to like manipulate them into messing with each other to try and take down Ravenloft. It's right. very cool. Wow. Yeah, it's a really well-made adventure. Really, 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 really I want to play... I want to play, John. Well, so here's the deal. Like, like with many, my main how campaign. How many modules is it? Oh shit, dude! It was so many. Well, it was it was six, and then in between each adventure, I ran my own 
personally created one. So it was it was twenty four adventures. Okay. To get up to running that one. Hmm. Twenty four is that right? No no no. Six to twelve. 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 And then each module is about like how many sessions? Ten. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot, a lot of D&D. And some of those sessions, those were high school sessions of D&D that were oh. like, we start at like 2 o'clock on a Saturday and then finish at like 4 a.m. on the Sunday, you know? Yeah. Like that kind of intensity. Mom, and we're out of Mountain Dew! Even more intense, this was like a gaming group with which we had a rule where you would lose XPs if you spoke at a character too much. So like oh, people man. were like fucking into this, <laughs> you know? Like Non-stop. everybody at the table like freaking super nerded up. It was great, man. <laughs> High school D&D. I'm so excited, though, having that, that like, ma- my main D&D campaign end, I now am free to begin thinking of what's going to come next. Ravenloft? I don't know if it's going to be Ravenloft. Like, T-Chat is running a Ravenloft game, which, and he's, he's knocking it the fuck out of the park. Oh, yeah. yeah. He apparently made a werewolf spooky. He did. He's, he's doing real good. <laughs> his, his, his D&D game is fantastic. I have a hard time picturing him speaking in a serious way for more than two and a half minutes. Yeah, he does. He does get a little goofy. A little goofy sometimes, <laughs> and he does like, like, kind of like lose the bless thread him, but really. <laughs> but he he's doing good. Okay, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Oh yeah. wow, well good for him then. Just gonna just gonna throw this out there, John. Riffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Keith, you're playing a glitter boy. Yeah, Jaime, you're playing a scout. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Riffs. Yeah. R- roll for beginning <laughs> beginning equipment. <laughs> I get a fucking. Like, I have a meta pack. I have a scouts pack. I have a glitter boy. <laughs> I have a stick. <laughs> Just I don't think I know this. You don't know what riffs is? Okay, no. so you know what palladium is? Uh, yeah, I used to play recon. Okay, so that's you know riffs. Yeah. Because guess what? Recon is part of riffs. Is it? It is. I didn't have a glitter stick in Vietnam. It doesn't matter because glitter boys are from another part of Rifts. Do you know the Ninja Turtles? They're also in Rifts. They're also in Rifts. Robotech, also Rifts. (laughs) Superheroes, Rifts. Everything. Everything is in Rifts. The the idea is is that uh, that I guess there's like some grand magic that just means all realities are reality and there's tears and portals and they all get jumbled up and whatever can fucking be in there and doesn't care about whether That sounds like Ricky's old stupid scenario games. It's... Ricky's Prop- old stupid scenario games. Yeah. Well, then, then he ripped off riffs. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. <laughs> if he did, yeah. But exactly, it's if you can dream it, you can be it. Yeah. As long as you roll <laughs> randomly, because it's palladium, so you need to roll on a random fucking generated table, and it's wildly unbalanced. That sounds like fun. Like when we're saying glitter boy, a glitter boy has like a personal armor that does like mega damage, damage, and fucking transforms and heals him, and like. It's just it's like a robot suit that has a gun that's so powerful that when you when you when you want to shoot it, it shoots like like tendrils into the ground that so anchor, like it anchor it so that it, it can like hold itself yeah. back because the recoil is so strong on a it. A glitter so boy suit can kind of can kind of fight a Veritech one on one. Yeah, I don't know what a Veritech you know, is. You know Robotech? It's vaguely. But you know the big robots in Robotech? There's a lot of those, yeah. Okay, yeah exactly. It's so a big transforming robot suit. But so it's a big transforming like robot suit that's like fucking like a bunch of stories high. A glitter boy suit is just the size of a dude, and a glitter boy suit could like fight one of those and like wow. make a go of it. It would be like it'd be like putting on like a suit and you could. It's the Iron Man suit, okay? There's like it's there's like, like the like Iron Man suit, but like going toe to toe with Optimus Prime. Yeah, you know. Okay. Like, anyway, whatever. Who it's would totally win, as shit. you guys? I'm not going there. The Glitter Optimus Boy Prime? versus Optimus Prime? I was going to say Optimus Prime versus Iron Man. Oh. Is that right? <laughs> You're like, I was like, I, I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm a little biased. I was like, I, like, I think Depends Iron Man. Depends who's in the Glitter Boy, you know? Uh, I was like, Tony Stark in an Iron Man suit yeah. versus Optimus Prime. And then just I don't know Optimus if I can Prime. answer that one. That one's really tough. It's pretty tough. I mean, like, I think that like... Does Iron Man know about the... Um, what's it called? Matrix of Leadership. The Matrix but then yeah. Optimus Prime can draw power from it. Yeah, but he could open his chest up and like pull it you out. I think Optimus would just let you get up in his chest. No, I know, but like it, it would be like a weak point that. He Wait, are you are you pitting Optimus Prime against Iron, Iron Man? Man? I thought Glitter Boy versus Iron Man is what. No, was it depends who's here. in the Glitter Boy suit, right? Like yeah. if Batman is in the Glitter Boy suit, yeah, then, yeah, well, then, then Optimus <laughs> Prime is fucked. But yeah. if it's like Keith, then probably, <laughs> probably Optimus Prime is going to win. But I'm just thinking straight Iron Man versus Optimus Prime. Yeah. Just like regular the Matrix Iron. of Leadership is a big player in there, yeah. that's yeah. for sure. I always remember, so fondly, the opening scene of the Transformers, the movie, mm-hmm. when people are just sort of like, if you're like, oh, Optimus Prime is just like a Transformer, but I'm like, but he's not. He's he make, not. He makes other Transformers like his bitch so quickly. Like, he he's shows so up. cool. He shows up in the first movie, and again, because the movie is just like plays by its own crazy rules, seems to straight up murder like 
five or six Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Like, just smashes them one, runs over another one, picks one up and, like, tosses it into the air and shoots them and whatever. And you're sort of like, oh, shit, you guys are dead. I was like, why didn't he do that in the show? Just show up and murder a bunch okay, of Decepticons. Okay, hold on, hold on. Is this happening? Are we talking about Transformers the movie? Does that mean we're putting it on the list without Scott present? Uh, yes, that, that is exactly what it that's, means. That's fucking bad news. That there. is oh, hilarious. No. I was like, we waited so far, we didn't even talk about movies. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, but we, we actually we have this problem with Idiocracy, where I don't think we can put it on the, on the list. Why? Because I haven't seen it recently. And I think to put something on the list, you need to like, probably okay, let's, let's watch it, it yeah. together, because I've only ever seen it once when it first came out, and it was amazing. I've been Do meaning to see it again. Do you mean Transformers movie? No, Idiocracy. Oh. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, we had that issue last, uh, last okay. episode. Yes, where you have to be fresh on it. It has to be yeah. fresh to properly rank yeah. it. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't just like throw nostalgia Absolutely. goggles onto it. But like, yeah, we, so we have to rewatch it. So we can't on the plus side, it's got what your body needs. What? does your body need it's got electrolytes oh it's electron no no what the fuck why did i draw it's not electrolytes it is no we're talking about idiocracy not transformers oh yeah exactly that's it in idiocracy where they water all of did you ever see it i know whoa you really we talked about that last episode we're like idiocracy is like the global warming from the 90s what? Okay, no, wait, no, shush. Okay, wait, let's watch it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But just without telling you anything about the plot line. Like, you okay. know, they're like, like, Idiocracy, like, you watched it, and you were sort of like, man. Maybe I did. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying, yeah. but like, a person watched it, and they it were It was like, a documentary about... It's um, not a documentary yet, no? whatsoever. It's a hilarious fucking comedy. Okay. Where Terry Crews don't, plays the don't, president. Don't tell him anything. Don't tell him anything. I love Terry Crews. And he's the president. Yeah. But anyway, but you watch that movie, ba-da-da, and... Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. You watch I'm the, the president! <laughs> and it's like, it's really, really... <laughs> It's really about like a, like the stupidest, most uneducated population. You know. Don't tell him anything. This is the premise. <laughs> I can tell him the I'm premise. I'm on board. I'm on board. I am aboard. On board. I thought you were talking about Energon. I was also tr- no, no, no. Because <laughs> Energon's not electrolytes. Energon. No, Energon's it is not. Different. Keith, these are two different things. Energon cubes. We are totally being we incomprehensible. Need more no, Energon cubes. <laughs> Listen, anyone who's listening to the show. At this point, knows what Energon is. <laughs> I'm not gonna wait. I'm not gonna hold your hand. <laughs> I'm not gonna explain to you what Energon is because you've been through 115 episodes. You know what Energon is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Idiocracy, you should watch it. We should all watch it because yeah. it just Scott kind of wants to get it on the list. Also, cool. And we should also watch Transformers the movie. Yeah, we should totally watch Transformers. We need to watch so many movies, and we're gonna be at Fantasia watching all these movies that are so not many movies. movies. Uh, what else is going on, you guys? We are at the 45 minute mark, so we're. I get I'm gonna try to go see Lure there. tomorrow. Lure. Lure. Yeah, I'm going to try and get out there tomorrow. I don't know exactly what I'm going to go. You want to come with me? I'm going with uh, my friend Sandra that you met at the fundraiser. Uh And, yeah, some some other people potentially. What time? It's at 8. 8, okay. Making plans on the podcast. I'm going to show up at your house, and you're going to come out whether or not you want to. Okay. Oh, shit. That's serious. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say, anything else you guys talking about? Stuff you watched? Stuff you played? Movies? Books? Anything? Nope. Um... I don't really mind ending this at like 45. I, I've been thinking <laughs> of a few things, and then they're all gone now. Oh, so, no. Because yeah. of the Energon. Yes, yes I'm <laughs> low on electrolytes. <laughs> so Drink um, some Mountain Dew. A major part of um, uh, my D&D game that I was running, right. I, wanted, I wanted to pull the, the like spirit of this book that I loved as a kid called Barry Hugert. It was by Barry Hugert, and the book is Bridge of Birds. Right. And I have given it to a bunch of different people, and then I realized as I was wrapping the game up that I like I didn't I, n- I never quite got the tone of the book into the game as okay. much as I wanted to, so I, I was a little disappointed in myself. But whatever. Like It, it felt like t- it was time to reread the book, so I ordered three copies of the book because every time I buy the book, I lend it out to people and I never get it back. Which book? Bridge, Bridge of Birds. Bridge of Birds. And um, it's, like a, it's like an... The the subtitle of it on the book is a novel of ancient China that never was but should have been. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking magical. It is so fucking magical, guys. I cannot it properly express it Can in I words. Can I borrow it? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I bought three copies. Like, three, seriously. Okay. Three on purpose because I was like, I'm just going to give them away to people because it's so fucking good. Oh, and wow. Nobody's ever heard of this thing. And it's so fucking magical. So what is Bridge of Birds, so Jonathan? This, this Explain it. Because right now I'm imagining a bridge. Of birds? Of birds. So this um, farm boy named bridge. Number 10 Ox, right. because he's his father's 10th son, and he is as strong as an ox, right. um, he's living in this tiny poor town in rural China in sometime in the last several hundred years where okay. it's still kind of like feudally, <laughs> feudally and medieval so. Mm-hmm. And um, all of the children between the age of 8 and 13 become ill from a plague. 
and he get number ten ox gets sent off to find a wise man. Uh, 18 or something? Okay, so he's past the plague. Yeah, he's past okay, the plague. So he's, he's, he's sent off. Uh, he like get, gets money from all of like, the townsfolk together, and then he runs off into the big city to find a wise man who can help him determine how a plague can learn to count. And he finds a wise man by the name of Lee Cow, who is a drunk old, like insanely old whatever right. wise man. Drunken master. A drunken master kind of guy. Drags him back to the town, and then uh, they go off on this adventure where they, they travel from one part of China to another, from Shanghai to whatever. And it's just like, it's like high fantasy, but told in a style of like a children's adventure, but but also with like a like a more serious kind of bent to it underneath. It's just, it's so rich. Rich, yeah. rich, rich, what's rich, the, rich. What's the reading level like? It's um probably young adult. Like, like a little a little bit above, um, it's definitely not like a kid's book. It's Hobbit. No, past the Hobbit. Hobbit. Lord of the Rings. See, the Lord of the like the Lord of the Rings is not a bad comparison, except that the Lord of the Rings is extremely serious and slow and plotting. Yeah, and but this is like, level though. Is yeah, like, this okay. is like lighthearted and delightful and just like pew, and then it goes and goes and goes. Okay, but like but like sort of like similar reading level, so it's not like yeah, you're not like getting something. But this is not like capital L literature stodgy. It's just like fast paced fun. Um, I'm going to lend it to, to both of you guys, and you guys are both going to read it, and you're both going to like flip your shit at like how fun Ender's it is. Game. I had a book like that that I, that lit, I lit up whenever I talked about it, and yeah. I lent it away, and it never came back what to me. What was it me. called? It was called Illusions by Richard Bach. It's the same guy who wrote Illusions, it. Michael. It's the same... What? A trick is what a whore does for money. Sometimes or cocaine. Candy. So, <laughs> this book had a lot of emotional <laughs> connections to me because it was... Uh, given to my father when he got his helicopter flying license mm-hmm. okay. in 1975, and now the book is lost. Hmm. So I'm very sad, but it's an amazing book. Do you know what you can do to books, though, is you can buy them. Buy them again. Yes, but yeah. it did not have a handwritten note from his older sister. Oh, oh that's shitty. It. That's yeah. shitty. That is pretty shitty. If you have Sophie's book, give it back. That would be nice. If you're listening Come on to this, internet. Do you, you ever read this book called Jonathan Livingston's Livingston Siegel? I have actually. I, uh, it's the part same of, author. Part of it would be why I was named Jonathan. Oh, yeah. well then. Oh man, peeling back the layers. Another good book, but I prefer Illusions. I also have one from Richard Bach. I went through a hmm. phase where I just wanted to read nothing but his books. Yeah. Kaka. Well done. What was that? Kaka. Now fly. It's a seagull noise. Okay. From why? Because Jonathan Livingston Siegel. He's oh. a seagull who wants seagull. to fly really high. He wants to fly like the eagles. Like yeah. Stevens. And he, he cannot seagull? fly that high because seagulls are not meant to fly that high. No, they're not. But he flies high. You guys are blowing my mind. So fucking high. I have what not mind? read these books. What? what? It's just one book. book. I have not read the book by Robert Bach. Energon Q. So Bridget Birds has labyrinths that they go into. Right. That it ha- it we did. It has the, 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 the invisible the hand yep. that was the gigantic spider monster. I, I, yeah. I pillaged so many ideas from those right. books. It, it was so good, dude. Yeah, there was a bit of a mishmash, obviously, yeah. like, of all sorts of things. Because you also, like, you drew on the legend of Martin the Warrior, who was, like, the mouse warrior. Yeah, from Redwall, br- from Brian Jock. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, and plus all of your champions were just champions from League of Legends. Yep. Stole tons of League of Legends shit. <laughs> and then also Dark Sun mythology was all jammed in there. And then also Forgotten Realms mythology was all jammed in there. Yep. Yep. A bit of a hodgepodge. You just uh, well, that's how it works, man. You know, the greatest minds—they just steal everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, do, I, have, I meant to ask you. Yes. Were there what were your like most original ideas? Because you obviously were born from all over the place. Was yeah. there anything where you were like one hundred percent Lechman? Was it pure Lechman? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not a very creative person. Um, that's not true. <sighs> I saw that little calamari you drew. What little calamari? Junior. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was also gonna say well, Tentacles. That Tenta- was Mr. Ten- Tentacles. Tentacles, yeah. Yeah, but then see, that's how I'm not original. I had to reuse him in three different adventures. Like he got reused in everybody's D and D game. But it was exciting that he came back for ours also at the end because he was like one of our first big bosses was Tentacles. That, that that okay. I was so proud of how that okay that actually that big boss battle fight at the end I thought was spectacularly done. So yeah. it was a five stage battle. Stage one was fighting the dragon, right? Where yeah. at first he could just annihilate you guys if you had not unloaded the power of Martin's warriors on him. Immediately. Immediately. And then <laughs> stage two was an airship chase down where he was like flying through the skies and you guys were chasing after him in your airship. Stage three was he was unlocking the elemental portals and summoning up all the bosses that you guys had fought over the, the years. Yep. So there was like Beholders, Mind Flayers, Femori, and, um, and Tentacles and the Slimes. 
And then there was um, another chase down through the labyrinth yep. where you had to chase him down. There was another skill challenge. And then there was the final battle with him on the steps of the ruined city of Arcosia underneath the, the dead city in the Lake of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking cinematic. At the steps, yep. fighting him up the steps. And yep. then finally you defeat him yep. and made him give up the last dragon egg. And we also, yeah, exactly. I guess yeah. there was like, there were multiple ways to get sad endings. It's and true. You got the happy ending. You got ending. the happy ending. There were sad endings. The sad endings could have been if you kicked him off into the uh, into the Lake of Iron, yeah. he would have become iron and then you would have walked away and then like the magic of the gods would have ended because there would have been nobody left to tend the garden of the of the valley. Right. Right? But you guys managed to lead all the people away yep. and you had the quest to go on and find out how to hatch the last dragon egg. Yep. Yeah. We did uh, it. We got the happy ending. Yep. Just like... What'd they do with Junior? Did they have that adventure? So in, yeah. No, in their game, Junior was like created... It was like pure evil. It was not... Oh, okay. Not yeah. like mine. But also, you guys are kind of bad guys. We were like super good guys. I'm not a bad guy. You're good, but you guys are you're like mercenaries and stuff. Well, we get we hired just save towns people. for free. Okay, we have no money. So. Yeah, but neither did we. All right. yeah. We're real heroes. Okay. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> it was true. Like we never extorted money out of anybody. We were just sort of like saving the town is what's to do, and we we're just sort of like, I I kind of like it as a player. I'll say that like the thing that I enjoyed about our group is because like you guys, like John's talked about it a little bit, are like mostly cohesive. Like, no, like, you make that face, but you don't know our group. Yeah. Like, every <laughs> single person in the group basically hated every other person in the group. That makes sense. You no guys sense. argued but, with each other so fucking much. It was but, insane. It, but it, you just kind of, like, I enjoyed it. And I know that it was trying to some players because I enjoyed it because it was a sort of, like, as of, like, maybe almost, like, two years ago, like, the group had the realization that the actual, like, fabric of reality was in the balance of what we were doing. Like, actually, like, not just like, oh, and a great plague will befall the land where, like, all planes of all realities are in danger. <laughs> and everyone's just kind of like, wait, no one else is going to do this except for us. So you just have this, like, shitty kind of vibe that I, like, imagine is like. I hate you, but I got to work with well, you. Well, I got, the way I sort of, like, imagined it is kind of like like a, 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 a troop, like, in war. Like, you don't necessarily pick your. Band fucking, of brothers. Yeah, you, know, you don't kind of pick scenario. your troop that you get assigned to. But. At the end of the day, you're fucking getting shot at, and you're like, all of your survival depends on all these people, whether you like them or not. It wasn't like a choice of like, let's make this group and go out. We're like, well, we're fucking stuck with each other because yeah. if any of us fucking bail, it will make the group like less strong. And yeah, just like so much shittiness and bickering and like and hatred and like just arguing and this person is the worst and just but then like having to like dig deep and again and again like bail each other out from the shit mm-hmm. and yeah and then just like i was like i kind of like almost imagined that like at the end of the campaign everyone's like all right then and then just like disperses <laughs> they don't really talk or anything and like, they never spoke of it again pretty much like i almost imagined that that's how the characters would would split up like i mean obviously like if something happened they would like Bail each other out. Bail each other out and all right. that stuff. Being like, no, I don't think anybody would really is really that tight in this the crew. For the old times, Jack, but I never want to see you what again. What was also kind of cool was that there was not that many characters remained from the very first session until the end, right? Like, it was just Gethiel, if I recall correctly, from the first session all the characters? way until the very last one. Gethiel, Corian? But Corian left. Corian was not... Corian yeah, was yeah, OG. Yeah, he was But OG. he left twice. Right. Right. Like, Quarian went off to the when Feywild. When Eric went to Korea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quarian returned to the Feywild twice. Yeah. So, I think it's just Gethiel. Crazy. Of, and, and just, and, and like, that's, I, I, I also like that as, as the player of Gethiel. Yeah. Like, just that, like, probably the shittiest of them was <laughs> the, like, the driving force to be, like, and just everyone being like, fuck, why is Gethiel on this quest? He's the worst. Like... Uh, well, I'm so excited to see what's going to come next. I'm like already have all kinds of other D and D ideas dripping with pregnancy in my mind. Ravenloft. Oh, I don't know if I can do Ravenloft. Oh. It's so heavy. I don't want to do heavy, man. All right. This game was supposed to not be heavy. And then it got, was supposed to not be heavy, and then heavy. it got real heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like lighthearted games. To yeah. Be yeah. And you know, the one thing you never did, John. Yeah. That I'm sad. What was it like a full like silly quest? 
Like, oh, like a total comedy? Yeah. Sojourn? Oh, I totally should have done a comedy thing. I did a lot of stuff in that game that was like, we, ha- we haven't fought ogres. We're going to fight ogres. Yeah, you know, no, we have we, we, trolls like, under the bridge. We're going to do trolls under yeah, the bridge. Like you all did, like you stereotypical did the running bullshit. through yeah. all the classic D&D. Medusas uh, and yeah, fucking yeah, bugbears. Exactly. And Gelatinous cubes. Right. And Jelly cube. Bulets. And yeah. like, Displacer like, beasts. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we, we hit all the classic monsters for yeah. sure. That was cool. But yeah. yeah, but I was like, we never had like a straight comedy would That's a good th- point. I should have done a comedy. Yeah, it sojourn. would have been like a fun swerve. I don't know. That would have been cool. Like, like the, what do you call it? Like Once More with Feeling on Buffy. Yeah. And you're sort of like, this is the best. And you're like, it doesn't <laughs> really like matter. Like, if you just sort of like, you had some sort of a fucking area where we all had to like talk and rhyme or like suffer dice penalty or like, I don't know, some nonsense to make yeah. it like extra silly. Like, I think it would have been. Oh, that would have been so cool. Would have been fun. Damn it, Keith. Why don't you talk like that? When I'm still running the game. I might have done that. You might, might have, have done that. <laughs> I feel like that was the nine, yes. That was that nine to five entertainment system. I guess we're going to be around Fantasia. Say hi to us. Yep. Uh, say hi to us at Fantasia. Say hi to us at Fantasia. I'm going to be around JFL. If you're at JFL, say yep, hi to me. Say hi. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if anyone yeah. else is going to the live show, say hi to them. We love you, Montreal. I love you so much. Montreal, now that you're full of Pokemon. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.